Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, Thad, are we okay? Level's good. Are we happy? Executive to the producer. Sports fans, football is well underway. Basketball is on its way. Baseball almost done. All that chatter plus other random thoughts. It's time for Sports Yak. Brought to you by Rabbit Wigs. This holiday season put that rabbit in a wig. And now here are your hosts, Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. This is your announcer, Jimmy Schultz. And welcome to episode 11 of Sports Yak. Hi there, my name's Corey Mann alongside Chuck Freeby, my co-host. Good to see you again, my friend. Good to see you. The Walking Dead has returned. Yes. <laughs> You've had a little, well, let's just say a little health issue. You know, back in the early 2000s, my wife and I were vacationing in Mexico, and this exact same thing happened. And halfway through the week, I had to lay on the bathroom floor until we flew home. Because my equilibrium gets jacked up and I have vertigo. Mm -hmm. And so I'm at about... Can we play that song right now? Can we just play Vertigo? Yes, we can. at about i don't even know what percentage but like if i look at you too long you start circling well that'll happen to people <laughs> who look at me too long anyway it's been part of my television magic for years and uh i love doing this so much i love doing this with you that i just wanted to pull up the bootstraps and get in here and at least give a, a weekend episode because there is a lot of stuff happening a lot of stuff did happen this past week which we can, or we can just kind of How, move on. And however you want to do it, you've got the agenda in front of you. I just serve at the behest of everybody here. Behest. Sports Yak, now uh, let me ask you this. Who has more Twitter followers? Who has more 
Twitter followers? This is a question for the fans, Chuck Freebie. Oh. Okay. Is it at my name is Corey or is it at 46 Sports? Email your answer to, get ready for it, the sports yak with two K's at gmail.com. Do you have to put the in front? It's not sports yak. It's, it's the, the sports yak. You, you, might, you might find this surprising. Someone has gotten sports yak and sports yak with two K's, hence the sports yak. Wow. At gmail.com. Winner gets a $50 gift card to Rick's Cafe Boatyard in Indianapolis. You're kidding me. I'm not. Our friend Nate at visitindy.com wanted to step out, step in, help out. Who has more Twitter followers? My name is Corey or at 46 Sports. Here's a clue. It's kind of close. Is it? But there is. There is a winner. Okay. We'll announce that winner if all goes well on Monday's podcast. Let's jump into uh, basketball. That's underway. Wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting that, but fire away. Fire away. Have you seen any of the footage of this Rolf's Athletic Hall or actually been inside it yourself? I have not been inside it. I saw a little footage that our buddy Mike Lightfoot took yesterday, and I I also saw a response from my buddy Mike Coffey who said, about time, because they've only been promising this to Mike Bray since he got on campus. Oh, so 17, 18 years? Yeah, yeah. This has been a while in the making. But uh, it's, a, it's a very nice basketball facility. It's the old rec center over at Notre Dame, and they've retooled it. Updated it. Yes. Made it look sparkly. Made it specific for basketball. I saw some footage on Notre Dame basketball's tweets, and uh, the players look pretty excited about that. Sure. Well, Women are practicing. Men are practicing. You had a chance to talk to Mike Bray during uh, – Count to kick, countdown to kickoff last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Any names float to the top that we need to be watching for this season? Well, they've, they've got a point guard by the name of Prentice Hub that I believe is going to kind of get the reins of the ship right away here, and we'll see how he does. And then they've got another young man by the name of Robbie Carmody who's got some pretty good hops. You've seen him yes. on Twitter. You commented about him. And then the the cast of suspects that they've had in the past, led by Rex Fluger. And I think it's important for Rex Fluger to step up. He had a solid freshman and sophomore year. And then I think his junior campaign had to be considered disappointing. So now let's see what he can do here in his senior year now that he's got a captainship this year. They get underway in November? Yes, they'll start uh, early November. Okay. Do we dare talk about the Cubs? Well, we can because they're dead now. Um, <laughs> they uh, they went out in, I'd like to say, a blaze of glory, but that's far more than what their hitting deserves to be called. They scored two runs in 22 innings in two big games against Milwaukee and Colorado, and that's why they can pack up the gear. And now the questions for Theo Epstein have to do with who's going to stay and who's going to go. And there was an article in the South Bend Tribune this morning talked about the people that they think will probably part ways with. And among the names there were Ian Happ and Kyle Schwarber. Hmm. And both of them had very disappointing 2018 campaigns. So the question is, okay, if you part ways with them, and they're both under contract still, if you're parting ways, that means you trade them somewhere. Where are you trading them? What are you getting for them? I think Schwarber's value has possibly declined, and certainly Haps has, uh, over the past year. So just what do you get for them? 
if you trade them somewhere. And, and then the other magical mystery player is Addison Russell, who has now been suspended by Major League Baseball for 40 games of next season due to violation of the domestic abuse policy. Schwarber, at the end of last season, was still a pretty thick boy. Was this the summer where he got himself... He got himself in shape, and this was supposed to be a new and improved Kyle Schwarber, but and he did. He still hit 24, 25 home runs, but the average wasn't there, which I don't think you're ever going to have the average with Kyle Schwarber. Not with that swing that he has. Hmm. I think uh, fans calling for Joe Madden's firing is a little oh, drastic. Ridiculous ridiculous Joe Madden's not the one who collapsed down the stretch as I watched those games and I think of their hashtag everybody all in I don't think everybody was all in that's the only thing I could think of was like not everybody was on board well I it's hard for me to tell who's on board and who's not I can only tell you who performed and who didn't mm-hmm. and I believe it was Tuesday or maybe Wednesday morning. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can access the tweet now. Okay. But I tweeted out a list of eight Cubs who down the stretch just incredibly underperformed for this team. Uh, Schwarber hit 238 in September and October. Hayward, 222 with one homer in September and October. Almora, 231. Bodie, 214. Now, Bodie, I give a little bit of a hall pass to. He's probably up a year early. Contreras hit 152 in September and October. The other catcher, Caratini, 180. Russell, 158 before his suspension in HAP, 214. So it wasn't just Monday and Tuesday they were bad. They've been bad for a long time. They were bad for a long stretch of this season. And the fact that Madden got them to 95 wins, instead of looking to fire him, you should be thinking, what can we do to keep him around? Because he Kept a lot of balls in the air with this team. You got a lot of low twos there. And for the commoner, where should those numbers have been for a better? Well, good hitters hit around 300. You should certainly be in the high twos. Okay. High twos, 300 should have been. Sports Yet, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Instagram at Sports Yak with two Ks. Let's talk local sports. This is a, a huge night, a huge weekend. On my way in, it's pouring. Was it pouring on your way in? Uh, no, but I got here a little before you did. Okay. Does the rain... If it continued the way it does tonight, does it drastically change the game plan? Well, it's not going to continue. It's not going to be raining during the game. It's supposed to stop about noon or 1 o'clock. Rain could make it difficult for a team like Warsaw. We've got Warsaw Northwood this week. Mm -hmm. Warsaw is an option team. Uh, Quarterback makes the decision by reading the line of scrimmage and decides whether to hand it off, keep it, or pitch the ball. Obviously, the more it rains, the wetter the ball gets, the more you exchange the football, the tougher it is, and the more risk there is for dropping the ball and having a fumble. Uh, Northwood runs a little bit of that, but they've got a lot of more designed quarterback keepers because of who their quarterbacks are, Bronson Yoder and Nate Newcomer. So if the rain were to continue, it would favor Northwood. 
but I don't think it's going to continue. The two big games, as I see it tonight, the one in Indiana that we're doing on 46, and you can see it Facebook Live on our WHME 46 Sports page, is Warsaw 6-1 and against Northwood, ranked number 2 in Class 4A, undefeated 7-0. and They're battling for first place in the Northern Lakes Conference. Northwood's the only team in the conference that doesn't have a loss. Warsaw and Plymouth each have one loss, so they're still alive because Plymouth plays Northwood next week. So huge game in the NLC tonight. We'll be there. The other one is on the other side of the border up in Michigan. Edwardsburg, ranked number one, takes on three rivers, ranked number three. Edwardsburg has won 38 of its last 39 regular season games, and the one team that beat them was three rivers last year, 21-18, and then Edwardsburg got revenge in the playoffs. So this should be a honey of a game up to Leo Hoffman Field, and it's homecoming up there. It should be a, a great atmosphere. I once ruined a brand-new shirt at an Edwardsburg homecoming. What do you call that when the kids get together? Pep, Pep rally. rally. Yeah. <laughs> I got all wound up, and I jumped into the Edwardsburg gang, and they were all face-painted and uh, orange and blue, and I had just gotten a new like a Notre Dame golf shirt, and it smeared into the – into the uh, the threading, if you will. Oh, man. Well, in the words of Jim Shorts, what are you, an idiot? Goofy. Goofy yeah. is the word you're looking for. A couple of good games tonight, and you can watch those, like uh, Chuck said, at 46 Sports on Facebook. What, 7 o'clock, 7.30? 7 o'clock for kickoff with Warsaw Northwood. That's good stuff right there. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. The objective of a coach is to win football games, yes. right? Top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Is Aaron Rodgers in that list? Yes, he's in that list. You're right. I didn't like that answer any better than I like the other 15 times used. Mitch Trubisky, Triscuits Nabisco. What are you doing, Milwaukee? If you're a Commodore running out of the tunnel, what song do you choose? Brick House? If you're going to a tailgate, don't you have to have Lee Bryce parking lot party? Or Machine Gun? So far, nobody's told us what they don't like. Cinco! I thought Julian Love played a magnificent game cornerback. I like that. I like where your head's at. Believe me, if I know one thing about the internet, people are not shy about expressing what they don't like. What did you think? I don't, in my heart, want to play for a tie. Oh, I wish you could have seen the look of just pure, sheer, I have no idea, come over Corey's face. Listen or download wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Yak on Twitter at SportsYak with two Ks. But the second K is silent. Dad, can I transfer to a Michigan school a video game varsity letter? MHSAA considering adding eSports to the mix. Well, I don't think it's that far behind in Indiana either. I, I know a few people over in Elkhart who are talking about this. This seems to be the, the growing craze is these video games and eSports that seem to draw crowds. I mean, you say your son watches people play oh, yeah. on YouTube. I don't get the lure of it, but just because I don't get the lure of it doesn't mean that there isn't lure. But should it be considered a sport? It's it feels not, more like it, it feels club. It's not a sport to me because a sport requires some sort of athletic ability, and I don't think the moving of your thumb is enough athletic ability. Give if, me, if that's the case, then texting is a sport. Give me 10 thumb-ups right now, Chuck. Full body weight. If, if that's the case, then texting is a sport. <laughs> Sports Yak. 
part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Talk about Notre Dame football. Sounds like the Irish have been prepping all this week. Eric Hansen tweeted out, just pulled into the park at Notre Dame player interviews the dude. Enter Sandman blasting over the sound system at Labar practice fields as the Irish players finish up practice. So I posted on you on Twitter earlier this week, maybe it was Tuesday night, video of last year's Virginia Tech Clemson game and ESPN's open to that. And the way that Virginia Tech comes through the tunnel and when Metallica starts blaring through the Lane Stadium speakers and enter Sandman's plane and men our age are jumping up and down in their seats just like the student body is and that place gets rocking for when the Hokies take the field. Now let's go back a year ago. Notre Dame goes on the road in November to Miami. Extremely hostile atmosphere. First time they've been there in 29 years. And they were ill-prepared for what was about to happen down at Hard Rock Stadium. And the atmosphere just got to them, and they never were competitive in that game. And Brian Kelly tucks that away and says, okay, we've got to do a better job of preparing for hostile road atmospheres. Well, now fast forward to Saturday night, and you go into Lane Stadium. First time Notre Dame has ever played there. And Virginia Tech is just sitting there waiting for them. And they're unveiling a statue of their beloved coach, Frank Beamer. And they're going to have a special twist on Enter Sandman. We don't know what that is. And Notre Dame has to be ready for what it's going into. Henceforth, the reason that Enter Sandman has been blaring from the Labar practice fields this week when the Irish have worked out there. Maybe they brought the band in, which would be pretty wild. Well... They could have. Although. Is this is this the field where they come in on that ramp? Am I thinking of the right field? Is that Virginia Tech? That's Clemson, where they come down the, the down weird the hill, hill ramp thing. They come down the hill and they touch Howard's Rock and the whole bit. Okay, so this is Virginia not that. Tech. They come in through a limestone tunnel into to Lame Stadium, and uh, it it's quite the scene. Even on YouTube, I watched it and I thought, "Wow, this is." something i can only imagine what it's like to be there you had gone to the press conference on tuesday for brian kelly's deal and i'm sure he went through are we missing any key players due to injuries this week well alex bars is a key player you're going to miss the rest of the season he's out with a knee injury probably a torn acl and mcl he's one of the veteran offensive linemen fifth year player he's replaced by trevor ruland who's a senior so he knows what he's doing and that'll be important because this is a virginia tech defense their uh, defensive coordinator, Bud Carson, has been around, or excuse me, Bud Foster, has been around forever. And he does a lot of different things on defense. And he's known for stunts and blitzes and, and bringing people from all different areas. So it's going to be important for the Irish linemen to try to pick up some keys and, and make good reads. And that's why you want Ruland in there instead of uh, the sophomore Aaron Banks, who might be bigger and more physically. Uh, dominating, but might not have as much savvy as Ruland does. Ian Book, quarterback? Ian Book, a quarterback, and I think that bodes very well for the Irish as well because he's got a quick release, extremely accurate with his passing. 
If there's a weakness in this Virginia Tech defense, it's at the cornerback positions. They're young and inexperienced, and I think the Irish can take advantage of that on the outside. You said this a few episodes ago, and I like this. I've been thinking about it ever since. You start polling now. I think so. I, I think this is – now we're into October. Now you've seen teams play four or five games, and you've got a better idea of where they stand. Virginia Tech is a bit of an odd duck. They come in with a record of 4-1. and one. They beat Florida State in the opener, and everybody oohed and odd about that, And except now nobody thinks Florida State's any good. And then they lost to Old Dominion. Old Dominion is – the teams at the Notre Dame Virginia Tech level are called FBS – football bowl subdivision okay and that's the old division 1a and then there used to be a division 1 double a and that's called fcs football championship series because they have a playoff with more than four teams and that's the level that old dominion is at so old dominion beat virginia tech two weeks ago Virginia Tech lost its starting quarterback, but their backup is very good. He's a transfer from Kansas by the name of Ryan Willis. And so I don't think Notre Dame fans should sit there and say, oh, well, they're not going to be able to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball quite a bit. And I I would expect them to use a short passing game. You've got to do something. If you're Justin Fuente, the Virginia Tech head coach, you've got to do something to negate the Notre Dame pass rush, which is as good as it's been probably six years. And Jerry Tillery himself had four sacks last week. So in order to negate that pass rush, I think you got to take the short passing game, get rid of the ball quickly, and try to hit the Irish on the outside. With the Irish being 5-0, and and you've got your eye on this team, obviously. You're, you're keeping an eye on them throughout the week. Are you seeing confidence? Are you seeing at all any kind of uh, a shift towards, hey, we're 5-0, and we're kind of a big deal? Or are they are their heads still screwed on straight this time of season? Well, I see confidence. The question is, is that confidence cockiness, which is kind of the nexus of your question here. Yeah. I, I don't get the sense that they are looking ahead all that much. If for no other reason than right now there isn't a lot to look ahead to. They play Pitt next week here. Pitt's not that good. Okay. Then they have a bye week. And then they come back from the bye week and they go to San Diego to play Navy. So really, over the next three weeks, there's no reason for this team to be looking ahead, which means they should be looking at what's right in front of them right now, which is Virginia Tech, which should be a challenge enough. This is the most hostile road atmosphere that they will play in this year. Okay. Maybe not necessarily the best home team, because I think that might be USC, but it's the most hostile road atmosphere they will face this year and we'll have to see how they respond to that that's an eight o'clock kickoff tomorrow night actually more like eight twenty by the time they actually put the ball on the tee show of hands who's going to need a nap tomorrow uh that would probably be both of us and then that, that's that's probably that's what those noon starts of college football are for yes they are because there's usually nothing worth watching at noon you want to touch on Purdue and IU real quick? Well, Purdue has a bye this week, so they're really easy to touch on. IU plays number 4 Ohio State on the road. I don't see any way the Hoosiers pull the upset in that game. So, sorry to disappoint the Hoosier faithful. I, we'd still love you to listen Sure. at 4 p.m. on 103.1 Saturday afternoon. Get yourself ready for the Irish. 
and and maybe they will surprise us, but I just don't see that happening. You only do countdown to kickoff on TV when there's a home game. So can I get your what you think uh, will be the end game tomorrow night on this program? I'm gonna go with uh, 31-21 Irish. Now let me go back. We didn't cover this okay. on Monday's show, and and I thought sure you were gonna bring this up because last Friday on this show I predicted Stanford over Notre Dame by a point. You did. And then I read an article last Friday afternoon on Ian Book and kind of his upbringing and the way that he's kind of been groomed to be a Notre Dame quarterback. And it pointed out some things to me that I hadn't really thought about. And I thought, okay, I'm going to change my pick. And so I dramatically did that on Countdown to Kickoff last Saturday with, by the way, with a mention of this podcast. And what did that get me on Monday? Bupkis. You know, I'm out there, I'm spreading the love in front of a local television audience of at least, I don't know, there's probably five or six people that watch that show. Well, two of them know about the podcast, so you didn't really have to say it to us. Well, yeah, but you had been you had been saying, hey, hey, how about a mention of the podcast on Countdown to Kickoff? Now, let's be honest. Did I, did I ask for a mention, or do you think you would ever think about considering doing possibly? There is a difference. No, you flat out asked. I flat out asked, didn't I? <laughs> we'll have to review the tape. Rabbit wigs! Put that rabbit in a wig! Rabbit wigs. All right. Chris Evans has played Captain America for eight years. Wow. Here's an, uh, This is like... You might as well have just come up to me and said, speaking of Fleetwood Max. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he tweets out yesterday at about noon, okay? Chris give, Evans, give Captain me your, America, tweeting this out at noon. Give me your take on what you think this means, if there's any crypticness to it once I read it to you. Officially wrapped on Avengers 4, it was an emotional day to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor. To everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience, thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. Is he done? Well, that sure sounds like it, doesn't it? It does. I love that Do you guy. think they would have killed off Captain America? I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't think they kill Captain America. I think they have a new person step in and be Captain America. Cap- or, or Captain America grooms a successor. Which is what movie. they all do. You know, because obviously every superhero realizes that they can't go on forever. They want to go to the superhero retirement home. They do. They want to hang up the shield and mask. If you're a superhero, what do you do for 401k? You know, can you, how do you get your money if you're a superhero? Are you paid by the, the governments you save? Like, for instance, is Batman on the Gotham City payroll? No, is he, that why he has such a good – I realize Bruce Wayne is a millionaire. That's right. How did Bruce Wayne get his millions? Is that when his parents died, he inherited the millions? Yes. What has he done to continue making the millions? Does he have a good investor? Is he yes. working with Scott Malpass over at the University of Notre Dame? No. What What is going on? These are the kinds of questions that people like me think about while you're enjoying your movie. He invested. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Okay, that's great for Bruce Wayne. Superman comes from another planet. What's the currency exchange like? He doesn't need any money. Why doesn't he? 
Well, he's got that little part-time gig at the Daily Planet. So he needs money. He's got a 401k. Well, he doesn't need it. Well, he, no, he's, he's getting, a front. He's getting paid, and he's probably got that 401k. Health insurance, probably not that good. Newspapers are folding everywhere, so it's tough for Superman these days. Yes. I don't think he has insurance. You I know think what? He, do, he does that trading thing, like uh, Liberty Health Share. E trade, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other thing for Superman is, I don't think, uh, I don't think he works for a newspaper anymore. I think he's got a blog. You think he's blogging it? <laughs> he's that blogging. is the future. That is the now. I'm sorry, Aquaman. What is what is he doing? He runs Swim lessons Atlanta. for kids. <laughs> Swim lessons for kids, and he runs the Atlantis clubs. Yes. So a week from tomorrow, uh, tomorrow being Saturday, a week from tomorrow, Caleb and I will be shaking hands with one Chris Evans really? in Chicago. That was his payoff to cross-country. Yes. So, now is cross-country season continuing, or is he done? He is done. Okay. Yep, he's done. He finished a great. He had his best time at the last um Well, and that's meet. all you can ask for. He enjoyed, he enjoyed running in, in the morning more than he did the afternoon. That was a big uh, revelation there in the, at the middle of the season. Well, because he's fresh, yeah. He yeah. doesn't have the wear and tear of the day on him in the afternoon. Those, those morning meets on the weekends, you ask the high school kids, they probably like those better too. Uh, I did not get to go to the movies last night, but my wife took one for the team, and she tells me, if asked, she'd go see Venom again. Really? The boy loved it, of course, because it's a superhero movie. The firstborn went because she wanted to get away from me and my moaning and groaning. Did you see the ad on Monday Night Football this week for Venom with Charles Woodson and Randy Moss in it? I didn't. Um, mildly entertaining. Yeah. Mildly entertaining. I'll go back and look. Yeah. Now, yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. As long as your Saturday routine, it's a night game. You mentioned the fact that you might want to squeeze in a nap. Yes. Is there anything else that you do? Is there something that you do as a fan? Because, you know, I always look at things through the eyes of journalists, quote unquote. Uh, you are the fan of this show. Do you do anything as a fan to get yourself amped up? More than likely, most of the family has Notre Dame gear on. Mm-hmm. We like to wear the sweatshirts, wear the hat, whatever. Uh, usually there's a menu talked about for the game. So what's well this week? Yeah, with you not feeling well, that's probably yeah. A bad I get to watch from the sidelines. Okay, but yeah. uh, boy, she made a chilly last night that smelled great, and I got see to that's have what some Diane's saltines. got going Saturday. Chilly, chilly. Yeah, uh, dude, we had full blown plans to go to New Buffalo to this uh, new place I've been hearing about. We were going to do that early in the day and then be home by the game. But I will. Uh, I'll probably be flipping channels. Okay. Well, can I can I make a suggestion? Sure. Okay. I think what you do is you find some college fight songs and you put those on in your earbuds and you listen to some different college fight songs mm. as the day progresses to get you ready. Obviously, the Notre Dame Victory March, sure. you're going to have a bias towards that. But can you think of two or three other fight songs that when you hear them, they really get you going? I'm not a fan of the school, but I appreciate the fight song, Michigan. Okay. Uh, I, w- I don't mind Ohio State. Down the field, yes. Florida State. Really? Okay. I don't mind it. And maybe Alabama. 
maybe. I I enjoy Alabama. I enjoy Alabama's fight song for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, with all of our children, we have six. Each one, in order for me to be able to change the diaper when it was that time, okay, I gave each one a different college fight song and tailored it towards them. So redid the words, and they had a fight song towards them. So Alabama was Mary's fight song. But the other thing I appreciate about the Alabama fight song is they were so, when they wrote this fight song, they were so freaking ticked off at Georgia Tech that they incorporated Georgia Tech's mascot into the Alabama fight song. I did not know that. Yes. That's a fun fact. I don't know what it was that ticked them off about Georgia Tech. But when your fight song includes some other school, either by name or mascot, in there, how about that? That's that's the bitterness that makes me love college football. Speaking of changing lyrics, did you see what popped up on Facebook yesterday? You grabbed a hold of Sir Mix-a-Lot oh, a few well, years yeah. back. Yeah. I, how many years ago was that? Four years ago, Four I Four years think. ago. I like big plays and I cannot lie. These other brothers can't deny that those itty-bitty plays in the club play drive and these defenses will not fly. So these teams need to break it, yeah, break it, yeah, break off those big plays, leave the secondaries in a daze and tell them, baby, get back. Pull back the curtain on how you uh, recorded that. You know, I don't know what possibly gave me the idea for that. <laughs> I went back and I saw that yesterday, showed up in my memories, and I just threw it back out there because I thought, you know, that uh, that came across pretty well on the air, I think. Yeah, you know, I went back through the WNDU comments, and there were a couple of negative comments in there, and there's always going to be negative comments, and I went and told those people what they could do. Uh, no, <laughs> and uh, but I'm not sure what prompted me to do that, other than the fact that the Keys to Win segment I thought was getting a little stale, mm-hmm. and that was a way to kind of bust it loose. And it was probably one of those things where Sir Mix-a-Lot came on the radio on my way into the station or something like that, and I started playing around with the words in my head. and It worked. Came up with that. Yeah, it was funny. It worked. Who's got more Twitter followers? My name is Corey, or at 46sports. You can email your answer at thesportsyak2ks at gmail.com. We'll have a winner next week, a $50 gift card to Rick's Cafe Boatyard in Indianapolis. Nice. You'll win at that restaurant, but you won't win if you're a Colt. Oh, that's nice. Sorry. Well, they weren't very good yesterday in the first half, and and then I went to bed. <laughs> you and me both. Have we covered everything? Do you feel like we've touched upon what we need to touch upon? Well, you mentioned the Colts right there. Bears have a bye week. If you're looking for a game to watch on Sunday for the NFL, Packers-Lions will likely be on the Fox affiliate here at 1 o'clock. That's that's probably the only game in the NFL that interests me this weekend. Minnesota and Philadelphia, it's a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. But yeah, I've been keeping my eye on the Eagles. Well, I know you're a big fan of Carson Wentz yes. and, and a lot of the guys on that team. Philadelphia is playing well. Minnesota has not been. Hit the subscribe button. Never miss an episode of Sports Yak, even if I miss an episode because I'm laying on my deathbed. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk next week. You've been listening to Sports Yak on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode of this hot garbage rant. 
Follow Sports Yak on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's gone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.